Welcome to the Lion's Tribe. I am Pastor Jimmy Odukoya. I pray this episode blesses you and it reminds you to become the lion that God has called you to be. Be blessed. Look to your neighbor and say the good shepherd. The good shepherd. Please turn your Bibles with me to Psalm 23. Let us start there in the NLT version. And we will just talk very briefly on this subject and see how far we go and where we end. Amen. Psalm 23, the Psalm of David. The Psalm of David. One of the most popular Psalms in the Old Testament. And it opens up and says, the Lord is my shepherd. Let me not preempt myself. Let's read it. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to whose name? Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Not only that, but you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You prepare a feast. You know, we have to change our prayer. The Lord should not destroy our enemies. No, because they have work to do. No, no, no. no. If, if he destroys all of them, who will you feast before? You prepare a feast for me in the presence of who? Of what? Then you honor me by anointing my head with oil. And then my cup overflows with what? Ah, yeah. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will what? It's not will walk with me. <laughs> it will what? Pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord. I think if you don't preach, we can just go. Selah. QED. But we must preach after 31 minutes. Let's go back to the beginning. David is in the field. And we know David, he was a psalmist. We know David, he was a king. But David was a shepherd. This is what he did. He was a shepherd. So when he's writing this psalm and he says, the Lord is my shepherd. He was not just writing it because he wanted to rhyme. 
there was an intentionality behind the words that he chose. Because he knew the kind of shepherd he was to his sheep. Are you with me? If we think about when he would fight Goliath, he begins to recount. He says, when the bear came, I fought him for my sheep. Now, you know, there are different levels of, uh, uh, what's the word? Everybody, you know, there's a saying that everybody claims to be a beast until it comes time to do what beast does or do what beasts do. Or maybe another way I can say it is talk is cheap until the situation arises where you have to back up your words with actions. Haven't you always seen where people want to fight? You see two people arguing. Pastor Tony, please come, help me. He'll walk today. Come, come, come. Hurry up, hurry up. Agile. Run, run, run. You're wrong with speaker. Like you want to fight me. Calm down. Let's come close. Yeah. That's when you tackle me. Now, you know when you see where people are fighting? Hold me. Actually, let me give you an example. Uh, Kelvin, please come. Kelvin, come, yes, come, 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 come. You people, calm down. See, all, all you calm down, walk with humility. Stand here, here like this, just here. Now, will you believe it that at the time in my life that me and him used to live the same weight? You say it's not true, Abby. It's not personal, it's, it's not possible. It's can't People say it's a lie, Pastor, it's lying. It's okay, don't worry. Stand here. Oh, yeah. Now, but with, with humility, Act like you want to fight. Don't, don't act like. If I don't move, just stay. Thank you. Yeah, stand here. Don't be afraid. <laughs> now, imagine if me and him were in an altercation and we're about to fight. Me and him want to fight. Now, you're just, hold me. Have you seen this all the time? Are you ready? If I enjoy you, I go enjoy. If I enjoy, leave me. Or make, make you leave me. Or leave me, leave me, leave me. Have you noticed that people will be shouting until you actually leave them? Oh, yeah, leave them, make you fight now. Then the story changes. I say, bros, if, if, if not because God just touched me. But you know, you know what happens? When they leave you, thank you, and you see what is in front of you, by yourself you receive sense. Are you, are you with me? Because they say, Chris, pass. You get me? So no matter how bad you are, if they leave you, you go mellow. Yes? David says, when the bear came, came for my sheep, I fought the bear. Now, I don't know if you have seen a bear in real life. But if you see bear, you go mellow. He says, when the lion came for my sheep, I fought the lion. Now, bear in mind, bear in mind, bear in mind, bear in mind. David didn't look like that. David even looked like me. Talk less of that. Remember, he was a teenage boy. And he said he was ruddy and red and scrawny. As a matter of fact, he, he, he was not, he wasn't good looking because when they came to his house to ask about whom the Lord would choose from the house of Jesse, his father forgot him. Can we put that in context? Because this is real life. 
He says, oh, these are all my children. And Samuel said, ah, this one is tall. He's strong. Surely this must be the king. Because God does not look on the outward. He looks at the, the inward. He looks at the heart. It's the heart. He says, no. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, no, ah, nine, ten. It's there. He says, oh, he said, these are all the sons that I have. He said, no, but there must be someone. He said, oh, there's one. One irrelevant, obscure one that has been discarded and forgotten in a place of obscurity. Listen to me for somebody here today. Hear me, 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 hear me. In the place of obscurity where you have been forgotten, God is bringing you to the front. They forgot who he was. And then says, oh, there is one, there is one. He said, bring him. We will not sit until he comes. And we know the story. When they brought him, he was anointed. But he was one who had fought the lion and the bear. And so when he would face Goliath, he was another lion and the bear. And he knew that at the end of the day, because he had fought the lion and the bear, this one was another form of beast that he would kill. Because he knew who he was. He knew the relationship he had with God. And he knew how God took Israel. So the same way I protect my sheep, you cannot come and threaten Israel. If I will protect and give my life for the sheep, God will give, you my, give me your life for Israel. So when he says, the Lord is my shepherd. Because see, the safety of the sheep, the security of the sheep, the provision of the sheep, the direction of the sheep is all tied to the kind of shepherd that it has. So in that first line, when he says, the Lord, is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Let that sit with you for a second. The Lord is your shepherd. Direction in life. The Lord is your shepherd. Instructions on where to go. The Lord is your shepherd. Provision for you, the Lord, is your shepherd. Safety and security, the Lord, is your shepherd. He does not sleep. This shepherd does not slumber. This shepherd has never lost a battle. This shepherd does not have to ask anyone to be your shepherd. No one can remove him from the position. Even if you say you don't want a shepherd anymore, this shepherd will leave the 99 and come after you. The Lord is your shepherd. What can separate you from the love of God? Not life. 
not death, not principality, not power. No matter how high you go, his love is high enough. No matter how low you go, his love is low enough. He says, even if you lay your bed and you go and locate it in the depths of hell, he is there with you. The Lord is your shepherd. He will never leave you. The Lord is your shepherd. He will never forsake you. The Lord is your shepherd. The scripture says, do not base your hopes and dreams on man because when they die, your hopes and dreams die with them. (laughs) The good thing is, our shepherd does not die. You see, you see, I've been asked many questions. Why Jesus? After all, there are many different options. Why Jesus? Because he's the only central figure in any religion that did not come and die. And that's how the story ended. Mohammed came and died. Buddha came and died. Every major central figure came. They lived as a man and died. So when we talk about them, we talk about their writings and their teachings and what they said. The difference is when we talk about us, it is not about his writings and teachings of what he said. It's not what he said, but what he is still saying. It's not what he has done. It's what he is still doing. It's not what he did. It is what he will still do. Do you see the difference? I don't have to listen. I, I, I can read about other central figures and climb, try to glean from what they meant and try to apply it to my everyday. But for my shepherd, oh, he walks with me and he talks with me and he And the as we the world has your shepherd walks with you your shepherd talks with you your shepherd tells you that you are not alone David says the Lord is my shepherd. There is a ownership. There is a relationship. There is an assurity. He says, the Lord is my... Now, still on the first line, let's go to John 10. I want to show you something. We might not get far, but we'll get where we need to go. Amen? John 10. NLT. 
It says this. This is Jesus speaking. This is Jesus speaking. The title of the chapter is The Good Shepherd and His Sheep. It says this. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over a wall of a sheepfold, rather than going through the gate, must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the who? Is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. And the sheep recognizes his voice and come to him. Listen to this. He calls his own sheep by. He calls his own sheep by. And he leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow who? Because they know his. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Verse 6. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration did not understand what he meant. So he explained it to them. I tell you the truth. I am. I am. I am. Hold on. Can we just stop for a second? I am. I am. I'm reminded in Exodus when Moses would speak to God and say, who shall I say sends me? He says, tell them I am. That I am. I preached this before. I am is always present. Not I was. I am. I am present in your present. I am present in your past. I am present in your future. I am. For whatever you need, I am. If it's healing that you need, I am. If it's deliverance that you need, I am. If it's provision that you need, I am. If it's peace that you need, I am. If it's resources that you need, I am. If it's deliverance that you need, I am. What situation are you facing? Bring I am into the situation. Jesus says, I am the gate. He says, I am the gate for the sheep. All the audacity of our God. He didn't say some. All who came before me. All. Anyone that is not me. See, if you're going to make some declarative statements, you better have backing. To make some conscious statements, you must know that you know that you know what you know. He does not mix words. He says, all who came before me were what? They were thieves and robbers. But the true sheep did not listen to them. Look at verse 9. Yes, in case you, you are still asking yourself, I am saying what I'm saying. I am 
The gate, full stop. Full stop. Argue with your ancestors. I am the the gate. He goes a step further. Those who come in through me will be see. He's telling you very clearly. He said it in John. I am the way. I am the way. There are many people who claim to be the way, but they are thieves and robbers. I am the way. There are people that will promise you, if you pay me money, I will get you visa. But I am the way. Listen, people have asked me many times, but if you are a good person, if I'm just good, why must I have Jesus? Can't I be good and enter heaven? But unfortunately, it's not by works. Because if we are to measure your goodness on the scale of the one who is really good, you will see that your good is lacking. Because if you, by your own eyes, measure your works, but he says your righteousness is as filthy rags. Your best of your good is not good enough. It's filthy. In fact, it's not even good. It's filthy. Because he says when you begin to pride yourself in the goodness of your life, he says, do you know that the rain falls on the just and the unjust? But every time we hear that, we think that we are always the just ones. Think about this. Can we, can we confess? The just, we are just. They are unjust. But God says, hey, yeah, all of you are unjust. What makes you just is if you come through the way. You can, know, listen, you can watch National, National Geographic. You can Google. You can search about America. You can learn the American anthem. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? You can lend the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic. You can lend it. You can dress the way they dress. You can even lend their accent. What's up, man? How far, man? Yo, man, what's popping, man? If you get to immigration... And you say, I want to go to America. Oh, say, can you see? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Yo, man, I'm going to Washington, man. They will ask you a question. Do you have a passport that identifies as a citizen of the country? No, man. But yo, Okay. Do you have a visa? Because with you have a visa? Well, no, man. But I'm cool, man. Sir, without a visa, you cannot enter. Man. So, the only way to make it into heaven, man, is the way. And the way is Jesus, man. (laughs) 
So, you know, and it's not a thing to fight. We don't have to convince you. We don't have to beat you. We don't have to tear down. It's see, whether you like it or not, without visa, you know, if you enter. You know what a wise person said? And for those, you know, the Bible says only a fool says there is no God. And, and to be honest, it's not trying to abuse somebody. It's like coming into this place and saying that this structure, this structure by itself, out of chaos, concrete was just smashing together. And one concrete hit another one. They threw stone. And all of a sudden, from the chaos, this structure emerged. And I was wrong with you. Glory to you Abby, did I say it right? He's like, well, come on, come on. Like, really? From chaos, the chairs arranged itself. From chaos, the carpets just fell into place. From chaos, they put a clock. With chaos, push, 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 clock just fell down, push to face the stage. Chaos, bash, bash, bash. Come on, come on, come on. He said, even nature speaks. It, 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 it professes because when you come in, you don't, no one has to tell you that there was an architect. Everything here was done intentionally. How can you look at the world and the planets and the orbits and say everything just came from chaos? Ah, uh-uh, stop lying. Stop. Even if, just say you don't want to agree, but ah, uh-uh. ah. Only a fool says there is no. The fool says there is no God. Jesus says, I am the way. He says, I am the gate for the sheep. Verse 8. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. Now he makes a distinction. The thief's purpose is to, is to steal. They will advertise one thing. See, this is how the devil works. He will advertise cheese, but there's a trap waiting for you. Came to Jesus said, listen, listen, listen. Look at the earth. It all belongs to me. If you, if you just bow to me, I will give you all the riches. The snake comes in the garden and says, did God really say? Because he knows in the day that you eat it that you will not. God said you will die, but what does God know? He's lying. You will not surely die. He knows that you will be wiser than he. He doesn't want you to be wise. The grass is not greener on the other side. The shepherd knows the green pasture for you. Listen to me. He will lure you so he can. His, his goal is to steal. Did God really say? You know what's crazy about the story of the garden? It says there was a, there was a tree of good and evil. There was a tree of life. There was a tree of knowledge. There was a tree of good and evil. And God told them, do not eat of the tree of good and evil. Because in the day you eat it, 
you will surely what? Die. In other words, when you realize and think about it, he created a utopia, a system in which they didn't have to bother about evil. Listen, they had no need to know what evil was because they were always in the presence of good. And God is always good. Everything he creates, he said he looked at everything created and he saw that it was He put them in a perpetual state of goodness. What business do you have with evil? But the devil knew that if he could, you know, I say, see, see, there is something that he does not want you to know. Could it be that he does not want it to know because he has the only thing that it will bring is evil and death. You know, it's almost like when you tell your kids, don't touch that. Don't touch the hot kettle, right? Don't touch the iron. Don't touch the iron. Don't touch the iron. Don't touch the iron. They feel like you are keeping something away from them. But you are saying as a good parent, don't touch the iron because if you touch it, you will experience pain that you have no business experiencing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But yet, the devil will make you feel like God is being able to withhold something from you. He says, everyone who came before me are thieves and robbers and they have come to steal. Steal what? Steal your time. Steal your joy. Steal your relationships. Steal your resources. Because when you go and invest or experience things that you had no business experiencing, you will give your time, your money, your life, your resources in a place that you had no business being in the first place. So what happens when they eat the apple? And I'm preempting myself because I'm going to preach this on Sunday. You should come on Sunday anyways. They eat the apple and they say, their eyes were open. Open. Their eyes were not shut before. Understand what they were open to. It was now open to evil. Something that God never wanted them to experience before. Their eyes were open to evil. And for the first time, they were naked and ashamed. You see, when sin enters, it brings shame with it. Shame was never in the design, original design of God for his people. So shame comes in. And they realized all of a sudden they were naked. Where they were clothed in the presence of God, sin had come, their eyes were opened, shame had been introduced, and that shame had removed them from the cloak of his presence. Are you with me? They come to steal, to kill, and what? Nothing the devil comes. See, the Bible says the blessing of the Lord, make it rich. Any blessing that has sorrow is not from the Lord. Not every door that is open to you is God. Anything that will force you to compromise cannot be God. Eh, I've been praying. 
And this man just said, just one or two. Just come see me in camera. I will sort you out. Hey, come and join me, sing hallelujah. Jehovah Jireh has done really, really. Just one or two. Just add one extra zero and the contract is yours. Jehovah Jireh. Really? Because if it's a blessing from God, it make it rich and adds what? No sorrow. He says this. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Look at verse 11. I am the good now, not only is he the gate, he's now also telling you, let me take it a step further. I am the one that you pass through, but I am also the shepherd. Listen to this. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. For there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Behold, all things are passed away and all things have become new. If we were not made redeemed by the sacrifices of bloods and lambs and goats, but the eternal lamb came and he paid the ultimate price. So don't let anybody tell you that you are not valuable. Do you know how much it costs Jesus to die for you? He gave his life. Don't let anybody tell you that you are worthless. Don't let me tell everybody that you're you're worthless, you have no worth. I don't care what you have done. Listen to me, you are still valuable. Can you hear me? I remember I did this analogy before. um, And maybe I'll do it really quickly. And maybe it's it's two seconds, so I'll end there. Because it says, um, I want to show you something. It says he redeemed us, he sacrifices his life. Does anybody have a thousand naira? I I have in my wallet personally. Anybody have money? Anybody? Thank you. Thank you, Marzi. I, w- I want to show you something. It says he sacrificed his life, right? And some people, thank you very much, Ma. Some people, life has been tough, right? I don't know your story. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you've done to have to survive. You know, the prayer is, some people say that everybody has a price. And that may you never be put in a situation where your price is called. So be careful. Don't be too quick to judge. I don't know what life has done to you. I don't know what compromising decisions you've had to make for the greater good. I don't know what failure you've been through or failure you've experienced. But sometimes life can be hard. Right? Sometimes life will squeeze you. Sometimes life will break you. Sometimes disappointment will crush you. Sometimes heartache will break you. Sometimes loss and death of family and loved ones will press you. Sometimes anxiety and worry will shake you. Sometimes lack 
and fear and anxiety will throw you and live life long enough you realize that life happens to us all. Now, let me ask you a question. If I came up to you and I gave you this thousand naira, Ma, will you take it? You would. Why? Talk back to me. Because it's still 1,000 and you can open it. Because it still is still valuable. But I squeezed it. But I threw it. But I stomped on it. But regardless of what I did, even if I take it a step further and I tear it, will you still take it? Ah, even if I tear it, why? Because it is still a thousand naira. It is still valuable. Whatever has happened to it does not change its value. I don't know what you've been through. But I know a good shepherd. Who is saying, no matter what has happened, it does not change your value. Yes, you might have been crushed. Yes, you might have been through heartbreak. Yes, you might have compromised yourself. Yes, but guess what? You are still valuable. Because the last I checked, the blood of Jesus never runs dry. Because the last I checked, the blood that was sacrificed for me still speaks even today louder than that of the blood of Abel. For all those who are in Christ Jesus, behold, all things are passed away. And all things have become new. Thank you very much, ma'am. Do not let anyone, do not let the lie of the devil, do not let the guilt of your past, do not let the shame of your mistake try to remove you from the good shepherd. It says here, listen to this. He says, as I end, he says he sacrifices his life for his sheep. Verse 12, a hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they do not belong to him. And he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he is working only for what? And doesn't really care about the sheep. Look at verse 14. I am the good. I know my own sheep. And they know me. Just as my father knows me, I know the father. So I sacrifice my life. 
for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not in the sheepfold. But I must bring them also. Even if you have removed yourself from the sheepfold, he's still coming for you also. You see, God never forgets about you. He will leave the 99 and bring the one. He says there are others, but I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with, the, with one shepherd. The father loves me because I sacrificed my life so I may take it back again. Listen, no one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and take it up again. For this is what my father has commanded. Understand that Jesus died for you voluntarily. Voluntarily. He looked at you and said, you are worth it. Listen. He looked at you. All of you. The good you. The bad you. The part of you that we all have. See, there's a part of us that we are all ashamed of. That we don't want people to know. Even that part. The sum total of who you are. The good. The bad. The ugly. He looked at you and said, you are worth it. I remember a quote, it says, um, something to the effect of, don't be fooled. You cannot sin enough to disqualify you or remove you from God's hand or the plan God has for you. You are not that powerful. In other words, there is nothing that you will ever do that God will say, I'm done with you. Eight minutes over time, I'm ending with this. When you use Google Maps and you want to go, say I want to go to Obalende and I take the wrong turn. The map doesn't begin to shout, hey, oh God, you have taken the wrong turn. What shall we do? What can the righteous do? We are in trouble. It doesn't even miss a step. It simply says, recalculating. From where you are to where you need to be, all it does is recalculating. Whatever mistakes you've made, wherever you may be, all heads bowed. Whatever wrong turns you've taken, whatever wrong decisions you might have made, the good news is I know a good shepherd who is saying right now, recalculating. Because all things work together for good for those who love him. And are called according to his purpose. I pray that for all the ones who have come here. That you pour out a blessing that they have not enough room to receive. Father, the Bible says as the widow poured into her jar of oil, the oil continued to fill. Father, as many jars as they have come before you with, I ask you that you fill it to overflow. 
in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask, oh God, that as they come and they have drawn near to you, you will draw near to them. Father, let your presence, let your goodness, let your mercy continue to pursue them all the days of their lives. May your word be a lamp unto their feet and a light unto their path. They will hear you in their ear clearly saying, this is the way you should go, walk in it. And the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Father, I pray that you bless the works of their hands. That where their feet tread upon, you give to them for their possession. Father, I pray that the lines will continue to fall for them in pleasant places. Father, I pray that as they go out, they are blessed. As they come in, they are blessed. As they lay their head to rest, they are blessed. Father, you said you give your beloved sweet sleep. I ask for a peace. I ask for peace that passeth all understanding. And where they are saying there is a casting down, we will say there is a lifting up. Because we thank you that you are the glory and the lifter of our head. And because of that, we will never be put to shame. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. Like I said, for somebody next week, you will testify of the goodness of the Lord in the name of Jesus. For somebody online, you will testify in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that you were blessed. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. And if you know a fellow lion that needs to join the tribe, please be sure. Send them this link. Share this episode. God bless you.